Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Stephen Jarvis Reviews podcast. Today, I'm reviewing the 1981 classic Halloween 2. Halloween 2 is the sequel to the original Halloween back in 1978, and we still follow the story of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. In this movie, we find out, which I think is really strange, that the reason why Michael Myers goes after Laurie is because it's his sister. Um, you can even hear interviews from John Carpenter about it, saying that, you know, a lot of beer and not wanting to do a sequel led to that storyline. Originally, Halloween 2 is supposed to be the last chapter of the Halloween series to revolve around Michael Myers in the town of Haddonfield. Um, later, a lackluster reaction to Halloween 3 Season of the Witch would bring Michael Myers back um, six years later in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. But today, like I say, we are talking about Halloween 2. Halloween 2 is a 1981 American slasher film directed by Rick Rosenthal in his directorial debut, debut, written and produced by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, and starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Don Pleasance, who reply, reply, uh, reprised their respective roles as Laurie Strode and Dr. Sam Loomis. Um, the plot picks up directly after the first film with Michael Myers following survivor Laurie Strode to the local hospital while his psychiatrist, Dr. Loomis, continues his pursuit of him. Though Carpenter and Hill co-wrote the screenplay of the sequel, Carpenter was reluctant to extend his involvement and refused to direct, instead appointing the direction to Rosenthal. Stylistically, Halloween 2 reproduces certain key elements that made the original Halloween a success, such as first-person camera perspectives, and the film picks up right at the end of the cliffhanger ending of the original film and was intended to finish the story of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. It also introduces the plot twist of Laurie Strode being the sister of Michael Myers, a feature that would form the narrative arc of the series and sub subsequent films. Um, filming took place in the spring of 1981, per, primarily at Morningside Hospital in Los Angeles, California, on a budget of $2.5 million. Halloween 2 is distributed by Universal Pictures and premiered in the United States on October 30th, 1981. The film was a box office success, grossing over $25 million domestically, though it received mixed reviews with praise for its performances and atmosphere, but drew significant attention from critics who criticized its overt violence and gore compared to the original film. Originally, Halloween 2 was intended to be the last chapter of the Halloween series to revolve around Michael Myers and Town of Haddonfield. I already know I said that. So, Halloween 2 picks up after Loomis shoots his patient, Michael Myers, um, and falls off a balcony. Michael Myers later is shown to survive that and is wandering alleys and houses. He steals a kitchen knife from an elderly couple, kills the teenage girl next door. Um, Lori. Next time we see Lori, um, she is taken to 
uh, home field Memorial Hospital, Loomis con continues his pursuit of Michael, accompanied by Sheriff Lee Brackett again, um, where they mistake a teenager for Michael, um, and this teenager named Ben Tramer is hit by a police car and burns to death. Um, Sheriff Brackett is later told by deputy by one of his deputies, um, Hunt, Gary Hunt, um, that his daughter, that Sheriff Brackett's daughter, is, had been killed by Michael. Um, Sheriff Brackett then blames Loomis for lay, letting him out and abandons a search. Um, and Deputy Gary Hunt later takes up that role of being the cop that helps Loomis. Um, at the hospital, you find uh, um, one of the paramedics named Jimmy beginning to fall in love with Lori, um, although a nurse keeps <laughs> um, limiting that time. Um, Michael, a lot of people are like, well, how did Michael know how to find Lori at the hospital? He hears it on a news bro broadcast revealing where she's at. Um, where when he finally shows up there, he cuts the phone lines, disables cars, um, and begins to wander the halls in search of Lori. He kills a security guard, kills uh, um, the head doctor there, and several nurses. Um, it's it's funny because one of the kills that um, is one of the most, I would say, I wouldn't say a weird kill, but one of those kills that could have happened off camera is the one where he scolds the one nurse um nurse's face in um in the uh god how would you say that he scolds her face in the um whirlpool or hot tub for like therapy reasons um, this nurse and uh, kind of perverted uh, paramedic named Bud were in there, you know, about to have sex. And Michael ruins that by turning up the um, water in this therapy tub to a uh, scalding. Well, luckily, both the both Bud and this nurse get out of there. But. Um, Michael kills Bud by strangling him. You kind of see it off screen a little bit. Uh, the nurse is oblivious to this, of course. And then you see Michael go in there and this nurse mistakes Michael for Bud. And when Michael draw withdraws his hand from her, he uh, she looks back, sees Michael. Michael dunks her head until, I guess, her brain probably... You never under really understand. Well, I guess I have to say I wouldn't understand how she got killed other than the scalding water probably killed her because, I mean, he's dunking her head in there until she dies. And then when she's dead, he just lets her 
fall and die or fall and you see her face all burnt up because it's scalding water um you also get um a dream sequence that Lori has about learning that she was adopted by the Strodes and then re her remembering that she once visited Michael, a young Michael at Smith's Grove Sanitarium. Um, meanwhile, at that same point, Jimmy and uh, another nurse, uh, Jill, search the hospital for Lori, who is now trying to evade Michael um, because Michael later gets into a room into Lori's room stabbing the bed but when he reveals or tears off the bedding you find out that she has escaped and put pillows in place so Michael knows that his mission's not over um Jimmy finds uh, the body of a nurse um, who Michael killed by strapping her down to a hospital. Um, I would think you'd call it gurney, maybe, or hospital bed, and sticking an IV into her, you know, when you draw blood. Well, what he pretty much did was stick... You don't see this kill, of course, thank God, but he stuck the thing into her vein and then the blood she slowly bled out um jimmy finds her body and then slipping on her blood in a pool of her blood um, knocks himself unconscious which the sound of his head hitting the floor just oh it sounds like it hurts um he's now unconscious um loomis and hunt are told about um michael breaking into a local into the local elementary school um, earlier, and he discovers that Michael wrote, um, or that, you know, Michael drew a picture, and on one of the pictures of his Michael's family, which is strange, you don't see Michael doing this, but he drew a picture, and you see sister judith on there and i think she's crossed out meaning dead and then you see another one drawing of another sister and in this movie we find out it's lori um but there's other stuff like the writing of sam hain um on the wall and it's supposed to be some like celtic thing about how druids would take like psychopaths and what what they would do is that the Celtics or Druids priests and all that would burn these people alive as sacrifices for omens of the future. So what it's connecting Michael to is like and and like cultics like cult, you know, like the occult type stuff. Um 
and supposedly that's why he's invisible or whatever. You later learn more about it in like Halloween four, five, and then six. Um, uh, another person from the first movie named Marion Chambers, Nurse Chambers, who was supposed to help Loomis escort Michael to a judge and all that. Uh, she comes back into this film and is told that due to the governor's orders, Loomis has to come back to Smith's Grove. And if he decides not to, he could be arrested by a U.S. Marshal. Um, on the way to leaving Haddonfield and all that, uh, we're told by, Loomis is told by Nurse Chambers that um, Lori is Michael Myers' younger sister. She was put up for adoption after the death of their parents um, with records sealed to protect the Strode family and all that. Uh, Loomis, now realizing that Michael is after Lori, his younger sister, um, he finds out that she's brought to a Haddonfield Memorial Hospital and Loomis later forces the marshal at gunpoint to go to the ho back to the hospital. Um, Nurse Jill finally ends up locating Lori and she's killed. Nurse Jill is killed by Michael in like a really, really cool scene where he stabs her with like a little scalpel, I guess you'd call it, and lifts her off the ground with it. Um, and... When Lori sees this, she's like, oh, my God, how can this be? Um, Michael then pursues Lori through the hospital, and Lori manages to escape uh, to a parking lot and hides in a car. Jimmy soon arrives and tries to uh, drive the car away, but uh, passes out again. And this time he lands on the horn, which alerts Michael. Um, you never see Michael alerted to it, but you can kind of confer. Um Loomis, and when that happens, Lori gets out of the car and crawls while she sees the marshal's car pull up to the hot, reach the hospital, and um, she sees Loomis, uh, Nurse Chambers, and the marshal go into the hospital while Lori tries her best to scream, help me. And when she tries and gets up, you see Michael behind, like, I wouldn't even know what he's behind, but he's there now, um, alerting Lori. So she's hobbling because of her leg being, I think she had a fracture in her leg or break in, the, in her leg from falling in, from falling in the first movie. And... She gets to the door after limping and Michael close on her tail, hot on the trail, so to speak. And um, she's banging on the door saying, help me, help me, help me. While Loomis gets there just in the nick of time, um, lets Lori into the hospital. And then just as soon as Loomis lets her back into the hospital, Michael crashes through the glass door in the hospital, Loomis shoots him, 
um, shoots at Michael until he falls down. Uh, we think he's dead, but we all know he's not. Uh, then Loomis tells uh, Nurse Chambers to call the police in the marshal's car, telling them where they're at. Um, the marshal gets killed by Michael when Michael reawakens and kills the marshal. Uh, Loomis and Lori end up running into an operating room where Loomis gives Lori the marshal's gun while they're waiting for Michael to get into the operating room. Uh, Michael does break through the door and then Loomis tries to shoot Michael again, but he's Loomis is stabbed by Michael, which we think Loomis is going to die. Then, uh, Lori who picks up the gun says, Michael and Michael, you know, kind of pauses for a second and moves his head Tilts his head back and forth. Sorry for my phone going off, guys. I should have muted it. But anyway, uh, Michael tilts, pauses, tilts his head after Laurie says his name and then continues to advance on her while Laurie ends up shooting him both and uh, shoots Michael in both eyes, blinding him. Um, he starts staggering around, slashing trying to find them while Loomis and Lori uh, fill the room full of flammable gas. Um, Loomis tells Lori to get out of there. And after Lori gets out of the operating room and hides, Loomis blows up both um, Michael and himself. Lori later watches Michael, who's engulfed in flames, emerge from the fire before he finally collapsed. And then the next morning you see her being transferred to another hospital and um, that ends the movie. It was really, really a strange way to uh, do this movie, but it was, for what it was in the sequel sense, it's a great sequel. I mean, it's not, some people would probably argue it's better than the original, but for me, I really truly believe that Halloween 1 is the best out of all the movies. People have different opinions, I know, but with Halloween 2, you have that movie that's like, it almost gets on the level of Halloween 1. Uh, there's a few goofy moments in this movie. Um, it's really, 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 really it's really, really weird put that this movie's put together. Um, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill in later interviews on Halloween 2 had stated they didn't even want to do it. And, um, Tommy Lee Wallace even said in later interviews, um, that no one was excited at all over the prospect of a sequel. 
stating they had pretty much made one of the greatest horror movies out there. Why would you wanna? Why would you wanna try and up? You know, make another one that's not gonna do as good as the first one. Um, and all this time, you know. You know, John Carpenter's working on another movie, The Fog, um, and all that got messed up for Erwin Ublons, who is the producer of both the first and this movie. Um, this movie ultimately was supposed to be the ending of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. Uh, they were gonna they later stated that what they wanted to do with halloween 3 was that they wanted to make like a twilight zone type um series or anthology series um that would every year come out named halloween and be a different story revolving around an anthology um later Halloween three, which I'll I'll do a, a podcast episode on Halloween three probably next Friday. Who knows? Um, we later find out that after the horrible that when Halloween three didn't work out, what they were trying to do didn't work out. That Halloween four would bring back Michael Myers and uh, Doctor Loomis. Um. It it was really, really this the the writing for this movie, to be honest, was it it's so simple that you can pretty much guarantee you know what's gonna happen in the movie. Um John Carpenter has said many times um, that his writing of this Halloween 2 screenplay mainly dealt with a lot of beer sitting in front of a typewriter saying, what the heck am I doing? I don't know. Um, it is very predictable with the way the story and the script reads, and even that the movie. Um, but still, it's a good movie. It's one that I would say... On a scale of, let's say five being must watch, I'd say it's a three. You know, you could, you could easily watch this movie and be like, oh, hey, you know, this would have been a good ending to the franchise. You know, we could see why they wanted to do that. But then again, it's kind of like when you see Michael Myers burned to death, you kind of want Halloween three to pick up and be like. Okay, this is what Lori's doing. She's happy. She's had a kid. Yada yada yada. Uh, later, Hauling Four would do that, but um, it's an interesting partial ending to the 
mythology of Michael and all that, because as I said, Halloween three, which I will later do an episode about says, Nope, Michael's dead. We're not going to do a Michael or Loomis or Lori storyline ever again. We're going to do this anthology thing, which didn't work out, but Hey, they tried it. Uh, Friday 13th would later try the same thing. And again, didn't work out. It's, one thing that really stops me from wanting to watch this movie is, like I said, it's 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 a great movie, but it's that where you know when Lori has the dream, you pretty much kind of figure out that maybe we're not being told what's all going on with the whole Michael Lori thing, and yeah, you later find out. Oh, it's his sister, and they're brother and sister, and he's going after his family. Bullshit. Sorry about the language, but it is bullshit. And that's why I give the movie a 3 out of 5 rating. Still a good rating, but not as good as what Halloween the original was. Um, granted, uh, the producer of the movie was not happy with it. He felt it was too pedestrian. Uh Later, John Carpenter was brought in to do a TV version of the movie, and that's where the brother and sister angle came in to, to fill up time, because the movie was extremely short. And um, in the TV version, you see, you don't see as many of the kills, but there was scenes filmed to fill in more, and it was more gory. Not as gory as what a Friday Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street would be, but later on in later installments of this franchise, it does get gorier. Um, so that is my review of Halloween Two. Sorry if it's all out of the place. It's kind of like the movie, and um, sorry that I didn't record last Friday. I, you know, was busy with my fiance, and we. I think, well, last weekend, my fiance's parents and her brother, Zach, came over and, you know, um, learned more about how to do more repairs to uh, our home. And that was, it was very enlightening to be able to talk to people about, you know, what needs to be fixed and all that. Because, hey, this is me and Alyssa's first place, never learned how to do that. and. I want to thank her dad for, you know, teaching me more things that I needed to know and, you know, answering a lot of my questions. But as always, I will put this up on my Twitter, on Facebook and the group page and all that. Um, if you guys want me to review anything, I did one review so far. Uh, that was the alien review and that was set up by, um, that was suggested by a friend of mine, Drew Bunting. I uh, I appreciate when you guys say, hey, could you do this? Could you review this movie or this video game or this TV show or this music? Or As long as it's not politics, I'll do it. And I just hope you guys know that I'm so thankful from the bottom of my heart. Couldn't have done this without you guys. You guys are the main force behind me wanting to do all these podcast this these episodes. 
Um, sorry for rambling on, but I just want you to know that I truly, truly am thankful and appreciative of you guys. Um, and hopefully you guys listen to this episode. Um, if you don't, that's fine. Sorry if I, if I'm rambling again, but I just, I want to thank you guys. Thank you so very much. And as always, you have been reviewed by Steven. Sorry, trying something new. But anyway, thank you guys and talk to you hopefully maybe Monday with another episode. Uh, Till then, as always, come back here for another Stephen Jarvis review. Thank you and goodbye.